Good afternoon and welcome everybody into another edition of the Devoted Steelers Podcast. I am the D as in Dimitri George. Join alongside my co-host as always. He is the V, Vince Paparella. And Vince, let's jump right into it. Well, Vince, it's been a while since we've gotten together and, and discussed some football. Obviously, um, I've got some personal things I've been taking care of lately, which I don't want to divulge into at this moment. But um Obviously, uh, Steelers had a bye week, and we kind of had one ourselves. So we talked last week, and then kind of uh, as the week is going on, obviously, like I said, had some things going on. But the reality is it's Monday night. It's Monday night football. The Steelers are back, um, and they are facing the 0-6 Miami Dolphins. Um, Mason Rudolph makes his return to the starting lineup after clearing concussion protocol leading into last weekend's bye. Um, so it's, it's always good to see. Um, from what we've read and, and, and what which we can anticipate, it seems like the Steelers are relatively healthy. Um, they're guys that were kind of nicked up, seem like they're going to go. I think there's a – I think the injury report's got a couple questionable. Uh, I think Ulysses Gilbert III is questionable with a back injury. I think that flared up at the end of the week. Um, uh, Mark Barron, I think, is questionable with a hamstring. There was one other. I think it's Jalen Samuels is questionable. Yeah. Well, although, although he practiced fully all week. Um. And the one of the things I was going to comment on is that I think it was just two and a half weeks ago, Jalen Samuels had his knee scoped. Was I know. And I don't think they anticipated him being back. Now, he, I think what I, what I've heard that, that he's not, um, uh, they're not sure they're going to, even though he practiced fully, he might not be ready just yet. Um, but obviously, like you said, two and a half weeks, it's great. That's a great sign that he's already being able to go through a full week of practice. The thing is, you know, the things what I always look for when I got it, when there's injuries and guys are banged up is if they practice one day in a full capacity, I like to see what their response is the next day after putting in that work. Kind of like my, what Mike Tomlin says, you know, yeah, they, they go out and practice one day in a full, full capacity. And then for the next day, they, everything, if everything stays status quo and they're able to practice, put to consecutive fully participated practices in uh, consecutive days, that's usually a good sign. And obviously he was able to do that all week. So obviously regardless, of, if, he, if he plays tonight, that's great. But if not, you can understand why they want to hold him back. You have, you know, that way he's working himself back into game shape and obviously getting himself ready um, for here after, obviously, because, you know, the Steelers have their bye. Um, they do have a three game homestand. Um, you you kind of have a mini bye coming up here in a couple of weeks when you play Cleveland on a short week. So, mm. you know, there are certain things that they can be cautious with. And obviously, um, they should be able to get through the Dolphins without the services of Jalen Samuels, um, regardless. So, if they want to hold him out, I would totally understand it, even though he practices all week. Yeah, I was surprised when he showed up. You know, obviously he was in the injury report. But I, I think, you know, I, you hear the word knee and you get very cautious. And I'm not, you know, obviously not qualified to give any medical. Uh, neither am I. You know, not, yeah, neither of us are opinion, you know, or well, certainly opinionated, opinionated enough, excuse me, but, you know, we have no background in the medical field. So I was just very happy to see him on there. I think he's a very dynamic offensive player for them. And, um I'm really excited, you know, if he doesn't play nice and to see him against Indianapolis, hopefully. Definitely. Um, and, you know, like I said, just kind of high level, really. The Steelers obviously took advantage of the bye week. Um, like I said, got most of their guys healthy. It looks like Steve Nelson's going to return. Guys that got left the game late against that Chargers game. Um, sounds like they should be all good to go. The one, the one that I'm cautious about is T.J. Watt. You know, he did go through a full week of practice as well. He did say he wasn't where he wants to be. He's going to give it a shot. Um, I think you're going to see – they usually rotate their linebackers. I think you might see a little bit more for T.J. Watt tonight. Um, just to, again, just being precautious, right? 
he's the guy that they absolutely cannot afford to lose on defense, and they're going to take every precautionary step. Again, I'm going to say it again, they should not need T.J. Watt to beat the Dolphins. So if they stat him, they should be able to win. Um, but – and re- really quick on the outside linebackers, um, were you surprised that they decided to bring J. Ron Elliott back as opposed to Tuzar Skipper, who the Giants had waived and then ultimately brought back to their practice squad after he cleared waivers? Were you surprised that they went that route as opposed to bringing back Skipper? Well, apparently they like something Elliott, you know, compared to Skipper. Um, I know certainly wasn't the – uh, well, he had, obviously has more experience, right? And uh, um, I think they're, you know, you have two. If you were to play it that right way, right, you would have Bud Dupree and you would have TJ Watt. And then behind that, you would have Ola Denier, who does not have a lot of game experience yet. And you would have Tuzar Skipper. So maybe they went with, they wanted a little more experience in case, you know, one or two of their starters went down, which I certainly understand. And I honestly don't think the difference between um, Elliott and Skipper is that significant. I mean, let's keep things in perspective. You know, they're, if he was so good, then the Giants wouldn't have got him. So let's just – let's, you know, he had a really good preseason. Let's just pump the brakes a little. No, and I think that's well said. Um, you know, I was also – I was one that was hoping to get Skipper back, you know, even if they brought him back to the practice squad and they still brought Elliott back for the 53. I think Skipper uh, adds value. Again, I think it still comes down to special teams. I think I was reading some of the things that just – he was actually begging to play special teams, um, which is surprising for a, a guy that's playing linebacker undrafted, you know, you would think they're really their only route to a roster of special teams, and he wasn't even getting reps until the very last game. And it sounds like that was even a stretch because he had to beg for them. Um, He's trying to make a squad. No, and no, and, no I, and, I, and I get that part, but it just seems like that means that Danny Smith, Mike Tomlin, the coach staff just I, what, they didn't trust him on special teams. They didn't like his work on special teams. That's just surprising to me, but that's neither here nor there. Um, Obviously, we're talking about a potential move for an outside linebacker because of the, the legal situation going on with Anthony Ciccolo. Uh, he was that guy, unfortunately. Um, I'm sure every coach in the NFL, when they go on a bye week and they let their players off for the weekend, they say, don't be that guy. Well, unfortunately for the Steelers, Anthony Ciccolo was that guy. The night before they came back to, um, you know, to practice, uh, got into involved in a domestic situation. Don't really want to get into the details. Don't know all the details. Uh, but he was placed on that reserve commissioner list you know, thing. Um, so he obviously is not playing. Um, and his future in Pittsburgh definitely seemed a little questionable at this moment. But I don't know if you wanted to add to that, but we can, I was just hoping just I was just going to put that in there. Obviously, that's why we brought up the outside linebacker situation. No, it's disappointing to hear the Steelers on the news for anything that's not football related. Um, there was a lot of that this offseason. That, that's what the team as a whole wanted to get away from. I think they have, you know, especially when you compare the last two years, the Le'Veon Bell saga and obviously this offseason with um, the Antonio Brown situation. Yeah. You know, listen, you're not a starter. You are not an essential piece of this offense or, excuse me, defense or this team. Um, he's a very good special teamer, but you are not essential and you could be replaced by somebody that's hungrier than you are, possibly. It makes and cheaper. Sense. Yeah, the cheaper. And they're paying him a lot of money this year. And this was really an opportunity for him to possibly get another contract somewhere else. Um, he has not lived up to that so far. And certainly, situations like this don't help his case. One guy that I am, and I know we're kind of all over the place, but obviously, um, you know, I, I mean, we'll get to it, but I really don't even really, really want to preview this game in terms of going through X's and O's and players and schematics and all that. Uh, regardless of the Steelers' quarterback situation, regardless of their health situation, the Steelers should absolutely go out there and win this game. Yes, Ryan Fitzpatrick will pose somewhat of a threat, but I think he's, what, career 0-6 against the Steelers? I don't know if that's correct. Don't quote me. Um, he he – 
he'll he makes them respectable on offense. You've seen some life out of them the last couple of weeks with him back at the quarterback position. Um, but regardless, I think this defense um, is way too talented and, and is really playing well. And I think the bye week is only going to help them gel even more. Um, obviously, we'll see um, how they rep, you know repl- how to try to replace the production of Stefan to it. Sounds like in Mike Tomlin his. Uh, interview with Bob Labriolo on Steelers.com this morning. Um, said you're going to see Vince Williams in kind of a rover position, um, kind of that fourth man rush on the rush. Uh, and we've seen, excuse me, we've seen Vince Williams be a very productive pass rusher. What was it? Two years ago, he had eight sacks or something like that in 2017, whatever it was, uh, from the inside linebacker position, which I think was remarkable. Um, and, you know, I love seeing Vince attacking downhill and, you know, hitting that backs on backers kind of drill that they always do in training camp. And I mean, he has, there's not a lot of times where Vince Williams loses those battles. No, um, Vince Williams has it physically and he has it mentally too. You have to be that kind of physical football player and have that mentality to be an inside linebacker, definitely or city. Vince Williams certainly qualifies for that. No doubt. Um, So like I said, my main thing is obviously I think we both expect the Steelers to win. Um, They did not get the help that they needed last week during the bye with the Ravens going into Seattle and winning. Um, but again, the Steelers can still control, you know, their own fate, right? I mean, yeah, they have a three game. Yeah. There's 10 games left in the season. There's plenty of opportunities in front of them. Uh, their schedule is not as, uh, daunting, um, as many others. Um, and it starts obviously tonight. They obviously have to take it one week at a time to get themselves out of this hole. I think obviously again, their, their week, their week to week goal is always being one and oh, but I mean, really they want to, these next two big, these next two games are obviously huge. Obviously starting with tonight in Miami. And then next week we'll talk about the game against Indianapolis, who is someone who they could potentially be competing for a wild card spot against uh, unless they're able to catch Baltimore. But that's, again, that's down the road. Um, one guy I'm excited to get back tonight, which I'm, I, I'm, I was long, as far as I know, um, is Rosie Nix. Um, I have everything you've yep. read, right? He's, but he's back tonight, right? He's he participated all week. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, um, I don't foresee him not being out there against, um, but well, I'm more excited again. His, his presence on special teams is just—he's—he's he's a fun guy to watch. Another guy came, you know, come came out of the mud, right? Kind of made his way, came into the league or was playing college as a defensive tackle, converted over to a fullback, and just since he's got to the Steelers, he's just been a physical presence. Made his presence presence felt on offense, special teams, um, and he's just—he's just—he's a tone setter for that team, I think. And I think James Conner and the running backs will definitely appreciate it. Again, they're not going to go to these. 04, 05 Steelers teams where they're going to have 22 personnel, two running backs, two tight ends out there. However, you might see a little bit more. You know, I think you could see – I think you'll more so see – you'll see Rosie Nix, Rosie Nix on offense, but um, I think the Steelers, they got a little they, – they, I think they like what they saw with, from Benny Snell against the Chargers. And going into the second half of the season, this, this stretch run, I think you might see a situation where the Steelers kind of run out Snell – and uh, Rosie next to kind of wear down defenses in the second quarter. I think you'll see this. What I would like to see, I don't think you're going to, I don't know if you will see it, but what I would like to see for me for the rest of the season um, offensively is an offense that comes out early on um, and tries to get out to a lead so they can have that pass rush, get after opposing quarterbacks. And then this, this, the, basically the, the pass to set up the run, because I think in the second half of what you can see is them wearing down defense with Benny Snell, um, and again, I like them. I like the fact that they're using all their running backs. But I think what they saw from Benny Snell gave them a, a little bit of confidence, and we can use this guy um, to kind of wear down defenses and grind out the clock at the end of games. Rosie Nix is certainly not going to 
hurt uh, the Steelers' run game. You know, it's been pretty uh, average, if you will, these last six games. I'm excited to have him back. Uh, they don't use him as much, I think, as you think. You know, San Francisco, uh, as a team, for example, uses their fullback almost in like 68% of their, um, you know, offensive formations. And, they, you know, they have a very strong running game. Uh, just how they, you know, run formations and stuff like that. But, you know, he's definitely using the goal line. He's definitely using short yard in situations. Um, I'm excited to see, like you said, how he works with uh, Benny Snell. I was really a fan of what Benny Snell put together um, last game. God, it feels like forever ago. Last time they played Los Angeles. Um, and, you know, we kind of get this, you know, we've had this narrative the past, you know, this year and last year. That you know, we don't want to wear James Conner out. And I certainly think you have the opportunity not to do that. You know, regardless if Samuel plays tonight or not, you can give, you know, Benny Snell maybe at least a third of those carries, even more, or a third to half of those carries. And James Conner, where has he really been productive this year? He's really been productive, you know, on the screen game and, you know, running those little like five yard curls and just catching the ball and taking the ball, you know, once he's outside of the um, pocket, if you will, and making people miss. You know, how many people did he? either run over or kind of, you know, break ankles, if you will, against the Chargers. You know, he was certainly very effective there. And, you know, oppositely, Snell was very effective between the tackles. So if they can keep something like that and add Jalen Samuels into this mix and kind of have, you know, a, a, a three-headed attack, if you will, they can have a very strong running game. And that's, you know, only going to help Mason Rudolph uh, as the games progress. And so offensively, like I said, you have Mason Rudolph coming back. Uh, Jane Washington, <clears throat> excuse me, also missed a game there um, with that shoulder injury he occurred in the in the Ravens game. Um, so we'll have him back there. Um, this that's his person I would love to see take off. You would love you would you would love to see that um, again. And I'm a believer in James Washington. I think he's got the talent. I mean, I think this guy. And I'm not even just uh, yes. I know he's popped and flashed in the preseason, but um, I mean the guy's what, the ball's in his radius. He's catching the football. Um, and yeah. I mean, he's got, you know, big mitts, uh, and he's able to catch those balls. Um, and I, I, I like him. I like his ability, ability to go over the middle. Um, he's showing a little bit more versatility, I think. Um, and I, I just think the opportunities are going to come for him. Um, and like, I think, like I said tonight, what we saw from the Baltimore game and whether it was by the fact that they were down 10, nothing earlier, they had bad field position, whatever the cause was. Kind of when that they opened it up a little bit, you saw them go right down the field. I think was it five plays, seventy-five yards. They hit the uh, was it six, five. That was five. Yeah. Five. Um, yeah. And then even like I, like we talked about the play that Mason Rudolph got knocked out. I mean that was a great play. I mean that was, you know, you can't do any, you can't do it any better than that. You know, it, step up in the pocket, extend the play a little bit, keep your eyes downfield, hit a guy, and get a big play out of it. I mean, that was huge. I mean, if he can, he can pick, pick up where he left off, again, the schedule, regardless of the schedule, regardless of how many losses they have at this point, if they can get that kind of quarterback play with this defense, there's no doubt. There's yeah. no doubt in my mind that Steelers can make way. And I'm not saying they're going to go to the Super Bowl and win it, but they can definitely compete for a playoff spot in this um, terrible AFC. Yeah, and a prime example of that is that, remember that the Steelers went into San Francisco. It was week three. And they lost to San Francisco by four points. Now, there were a lot of turnovers that were forced by that defense, okay? But if overall, you're playing complimentary football, you're not turning the ball over on offense, and you are getting turnovers on defense, you could play with really good teams. And as we have seen over the past couple of weeks, San Francisco is a really solid team. I mean, they slapped Carolina last 
you know, yesterday, and they have a very promising young quarterback in Kyle Allen. Uh, so, you know, easy with a promising. They're doing my guy. They're doing my I guy think- Cam wrong. I know he's not hurt, not healthy yet, um, but please believe it. Cam should be, and and hopefully will be the starter when he's healthy. I have no opinions on Cam Newton, um, but can or Kyle Allen has been when he's been in the game, he's been able to. Someone, to someone the said it. I forget who it was, but somebody said it. If they had him mic'd up yesterday, I guarantee you he was saying he she was seeing ghosts too, and I fully agree with them. I mean, and yes, I mean your point was obviously they in his in Mason's first career start, um, he went out there and you know lost by four, and James Conner fumbled away. Maybe they walked out of that with a victory. Now, Grant, yes, people say, well, the Stanford's tried to five turnovers, practically gave the game away, um, but they still forced them. They won. No, they, no, 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 and, and I know I. I Again, it, you, you're never – there's people that you're just never going to please. Uh, you're never oh. going to make – you're never going to satisfy everybody. Um, but, no, and I, I totally see your point. And I forget – do you have the number of the Steelers – the team that they lost to, what the record is? Was it 25 and 4, I think? Combined records? Well, that was... it, the Steelers have played both undefeated teams. So, that's 15 now right there. And then they play Baltimore. They've lost two games. And they've – you know, also played the Seahawks, who have lost two games. Yeah. So, I mean, the people that they've lost to, if I have a combined four losses. Correct. Yes. Um, so, again, and what was that? So, they lost the Patriots with Ben. They went a half with Ben. Um, so, Seahawks a game and a half. Back against Seattle. Right. So, let, again, this team is not by any means in the level or the same – you can't even mention this team in the same breath as the Dolphins, the Bengals, no, um, teams like that. They are very much um, a factor in this AFC, in this division. Um, do you see the Browns turning around? Um, Their schedule gets a little easier. I'll, and if they have, they're, 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 going to, they're going to Denver this week, and Flacco is not, not playing. So. Their schedule um, gets significantly easier, but they have a really good defense in Denver. They, they will be, I think, like 7-9, 8-8. Okay, so they're at two and five currently. So you have them finishing pretty strong. Well, okay, they have to play Miami and the and Cincinnati twice. That's three wins. Okay. So I mean, you know, you and you have and you have them beating Pittsburgh at least once. Yeah, I have Pittsburgh and Cleveland splitting the season series. Okay. All right. No, no, I'm, I'm just just curious. But regardless, again, the point is the Steelers very much still in it. Um, they're very much alive, and I know we're looking past the Dolphins. But guess what? We're fans, and we can do that. Yeah. Um, the reality is uh, the Steelers should win this game tonight. That's why we're not really giving too much thought into it. Um, yes, the, and, I, and I think even some of their key contributors on defense. Um, we're, this, we're recording this right before the inactive lists are going to come out, but I'm pretty sure – I know Rashad Jones was declared out. I, I think I learned that uh, Xavier Howard is also out um, with their big-time corner. So, obviously, the Steelers have a – regardless of those, have a favorable matchup. And, you know, again, I think the, the only concern is, obviously, coming out of a bye week, you don't want to start slow. You don't want to give this Dolphins team any kind of glimmer of hope that they can be, you know, could be, they can keep themselves afloat in this game. You kind of want to put your foot on their throat immediately and keep it there the whole night. Um, I expect turnovers. Um, it's come to be, and reg- even though, even if, they, even if they weren't the defense that the Steelers have become this year with creating turnovers, I'd still expect turnovers tonight. I'm I mean, there's a game from here on out. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> Why not? Now, 
in terms of, I guess, looking ahead again, and, and again, I don't want to get too much, too further let's ahead. Have, and, let's just focus on Miami. You want to, all right, well, let's focus on Miami. The, the reality is um, the Dolphins with Ryan Fitzpatrick, like I said, the last two weeks have been a lot more competitive. Uh, they just shipped out Kenyon Drake. Uh, they didn't even have him travel with the team. They shipped him off to the Arizona. Um, and offensively, Devontae Parker's played a little bit better for them. Um, they, they're not, they don't have their starting center tonight. Um, to be honest, uh, we could be looking at eight sacks again, like one of those games tonight, uh, even without Stefan to it. Um, I'm very, I, I, and, and looking at this Dolphins game, but moving forward again, kind of with the, the how to replace Stefan to it. Um, obviously Tyson Alawalu will have a, a say in that definitely in base defense and kind of and running situations. But I really, really um, think uh, Javon Hargrave is going to have a big impact, not only in this game, but the rest of the year. Plan for a contract right now, whether that's for the Steelers or, you know, or some other NFL team. Um, this is his time to shine, so to speak. And he's going to get all the playing time in the world, rotating probably with Tyson Alawalu and playing in uh, other types of defenses for the Steelers. So I'm excited, you know, for him and hopefully he contributes, you know, if this is going to be the last to with the Steelers, then, you know, let's make it a good one here. Let's win a bunch of football games. I really hope it's not. I really like him as a player. I think he's really developed. I think he's really grown into the, the new age nose tackle, if you will. Yeah. Um, I think the Steelers, I know if they let the guy get to free and see it's like unlikely that they're going to keep them, keep him. But if you got to tag him in some sort of way, whether it's a transition tag, whatever it is, I think you have to find a way to, because I'm anticipating um, this second half of the year for him, or, you know, 10 games, I think you're going to see – I mean, he might price himself out of Pittsburgh, but I think he's going to be very productive, especially tonight. I mean, th- there shouldn't be a guy on the interior that's always the line for the Dolphins that can block him one-on-one. No, and the same goes for Cam Hayward. I mean, you know, um, I hope, you know, that he destroys them. Uh, what are they going to say about the contract? Yeah. So, oh, they're going to have more money, possibly, you know, if Antonio Brown goes off the books next year. I told you, I, I, I don't know. I don't do the cap stuff. I don't have a, I don't have a damn clue when it comes to that stuff. Dead money, this, that money, print, this. I, I'm not the guy. Yeah. Um, now, on the offensive side and Fitzpatrick for the Dolphins, uh, as I mentioned, like I said, Kenyon Drake obviously got shipped out. Uh, they got young running backs, Devontae Parker, uh, Albert Wilson, those kind of guys, Mike Gusecki. Were you a fan of him coming out of Penn State? Oh, almost I lost you there a little bit. What was that? Yeah. What was that? I love Mike Gusecki. Love him. Love him. Do you know I this guy has, you, you know this guy has a club touchdown pass, right? In the league. I know. I, I wish the Steelers would tra- wish, wish they traded the Steelers. That's who I wanted. That's who you wanted the Steelers to draft. Yeah, well I no, like, you know, he went to the Dolphins and I was fine with that, but it's like, you know, when Pittsburgh was looking for a tight end, what, three or four weeks ago, I wish they would have traded for Mike Gusecki. Why? He can't block. I don't know. I, it's better than the tight end situation we had. It's, he's better than Gentry. Ooh, I mean, I, as a receiver, I'll give it to you. But, I mean, ugh, uh, they, both, they both struggle blocking. I don't know. Anyway, regardless, just, just, my point, my question was, does anybody on that, on that offensive side concern you? No. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick kind of, 
you know, when he was Tempe last year, he kind of gave the Steelers fits in the second half. But I don't think he has the offensive personnel really to even. I mean, yeah, that was that was anything. Mike Evans. I think he had just, that was Deshaun Jackson, Chris Godwin. I mean, he, yeah, Penn Stater also. Yeah. Um, so now he's a good. Now he's a player. Um, he he's on both the fantasy teams. Trust me, I know. Um, now let's give our predictions. Um, Vince, we'll start with you. What's your score? And obviously, um, we're both having the Steelers win. But which what, what's your score? Uh, thirty-one thirteen. Um, Steelers take it to him, you know, get multiple turnovers. Mason Rudolph throws for three touchdowns. Ooh. He goes to 10, 10 and two of the year. I think that's a really big game for him and him to come out and really get confidence, especially from the injury and, you know, him moving forward. It's just, you know, I think it's going to be what, his third start now. Um, so I, I expect him to have, maybe it's his fourth start. I don't know, but I expect him to have a big game and, um, I'm, Excited. I really want them to cross the 30 mark because I think that would do wonders for this offense's confidence. Uh, and I think the defense keeps a lid on them, so I'll say 31-30. 31, 31 31-13. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, I am going the Steelers. I am going to go 30-10 to 10, uh, in favor of the Steelers. Uh, I think the defense is flying around. I, I think they're going to create a lot of havoc for Fitzpatrick and this offense. I think they're going to struggle to move the ball. Um, the Steelers obviously can't shoot themselves in the foot. They can't have any untimely penalties. Um, want to do give a shout out to my barber who has a 10 leg parlay in the books with DraftKings. He is literally a Steelers win away from cashing out uh, a good chunk of change. So I want to give a shout out to him. Uh, hopefully the Steelers pull through for him. Um, but I have, a, I do have a feeling though, early on, this game might be one of those like, oh, here we go again. But I think ultimately the Steelers are too much for the Dolphins to handle. Um, you know, so I, like I said, uh, look, we both have the Steelers winning. Uh, look for Vince tweeting out thoughts uh, at Steelers Devoted on our, on our Twitter uh, handle. Um, I'm going to try to tweet out, you know, highlights as they come across. Um, so keep, keep an eye on that. We'll try to get that up. As, we'll try to get that up for you. And obviously, with the quick turnaround tomorrow with the Mike Tomlin press conference, Vince, are we planning on having a show tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, we got it's a regular week, so yeah. yeah back in the kind of, back in the routine. Thank God, I, I saw you tweet the other day. You're tired of these Monday night games. Uh, I'm ready for one I, o'clock, I, four o'clock. I don't know starts. what to do on Sundays. Yeah. I don't know what to do. I know. I, well, I enjoy it because I can watch football and not be stressed and know that I don't have to worry about if the Steelers lose that I'm going to be pissed off the rest of the day. So. Um, <laughs> But, no, really excited. Obviously, it's been, it seems like it's been forever since the Steelers played, so it's going to be fun to watch uh, the team back at home on Monday night get to start this home standoff on the right foot. Um, but, again, thank you so much for listening. For Vince, my name is Dimitri. Thank you so much for listening to the Steelers, the Devoted Steelers podcast, and we'll see you tomorrow after Mike Tomlin's press conference.